Welcome back to the Five Banner Banter podcast. We the have payoff a... podcast. <laughs> Let me get there, man. The award-winning. Uh, if you haven't heard, you can't tell from that introduction that Matt ruined. Uh, we have a special edition crossover podcast with the payoff podcast. Um, I'm not going to introduce you guys because you ruined it. Um, so as usual, I am Evan Gerke, who will be attempting to host this. Uh, alongside one of the co-beat reporters on the IDS men's basketball beat, Bradley O'Hulan. You want to say hi? Hi, this is Bradley O'Hulan. Uh, and if you like my voice, you're going to love the next three you hear because <laughs> they are all virtually indistinguishable from one another. Uh, and the Peril Pod, uh, the women's basketball podcast for the IDS, uh, including three members who are all here with us today. Matt Press here of the Payoff Podcast, the award-winning Payoff Podcast. I'm Will Foley. I've I've co, uh, or I've guest appearanced on the on the Five Banner Banter before, so you know me. Hey guys, I've also been a a, a guest on the Five Banner Banter Podcast, so I'm I'm pretty sure the only have you been a guest at all? Are you going to say your not? name, Matt? <laughs> oh, I'm another Matt. I'm Matt Seabury again, indistinguishable. Voice wise, but yeah, not only do we have indistinguishable voices, we have two mats. Yes. So we also have a lot of people who really struggle to say the word indistinguishable, myself <laughs> included. <laughs> so uh, we decided to do an end of the, the season crossover podcast. Uh, both seasons are obviously well wrapped up. Um, so are three of our college careers, more or less. Uh, Bradley, How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> Bradley met Seabrew and I about to graduate college and get thrusted into the real world where. Um, they don't podcast about bowling class. Not yet. <laughs> well, they don't have bowling class is the issue. They can they can do a bowling podcast, but... Evan, you know what? After we graduate, you and I are going to join a bowling class and we're going to podcast. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, for, for the longtime listeners of the Five Banner Banter podcast, all three of you, um, <laughs> for much of the, se- uh, the podcast and the basketball season, um, I talked about... Matt and I's bowling class. Uh, we talked about it a little bit when you were on here. Today was our last bowling class. Um, I kicked everyone's ass in backwards bowling. The goal was to get the lowest score possible without getting gutter balls, and I won again because I'm the undisputed best bowler on the team. Oh, that's such a disservice to our beloved Robbie, the freshman who showed up for almost half of the bowling classes. Almost. Almost. Um, yeah, well, the thing is, we don't know how good he was because it was just the, the bot <laughs> bowling for him every time. Yes. Yes. Uh, so on this this podcast, um, we don't have really much to talk about other than a little bit of transfer portal stuff for each team uh, and a lot of banter of the um, five banner and zero banner kind uh, with the, the women's podcast joining us. <laughs> what a what a stray oh for the women's gosh. basketball <laughs> team. Yeah, that just. <laughs> well, oh yeah, I, this has never come up, but Evan actually like really does not support women's <laughs> athletics. It's, <laughs> it's kind of an unfortunate trait of his. It's just never come up. The thing is, the men's team has the the bright past. The women's team has the bright future. Isn't that fun and poetic? Yeah. No, for sure. We also we do have some breaking men's basketball news. Um, Xavier Johnson's back next season. That was just announced within the last couple hours. Yeah, and so by the time you're listening to it, I mean, that's hot, hot, <laughs> fresh, 47-hour news. <laughs> so, I just don't give it to you. Yes, this is true. How, I mean, so he obviously got the hardship waiver. Was that ever really, like, how much was that in question that he, he was, was get that? He was a game over, like, the limit. Um, and a big thing is, like, not playing in the second half or during conference games. He did neither of those. 
it was pretty clear from the beginning that he like should be fine. Um, but obviously it's the NCAA and NCAA, and there's always a chance that they're like, nah. Because um, I think it was it was supposed to be like 10 games or fewer. Um, but it was not exactly surprising to see the news that he he would be back. I think for most of the offseason, everyone was operating, probably including Mike Woodson, was operating with the assumption that Xavier Johnson would be back for next season. And I think that's pretty nice considering uh, the backcourt was definitely a little – uh, lacking at times throughout this year. And while they do have some recruits up there, not a whole lot of action has happened in the transfer portal with regards to individuals who can dribble and pass and shoot and are not like six foot nine centers. So, you know, huge pickup, as as I believe Evan said in his tweet, this was a, a huge addition to the men's basketball roster. And, you know, we've talked at length about sort of the great what if of this year and what if Xavier Johnson had stayed healthy. And while I'll be bummed that, you know, we're not here to cover it, I could definitely, you know, see myself catching a 9 p.m. tip, you know, in my wherever I am. In bed. Maybe. Hopefully the West Coast in that case so you can actually see it. Yeah, I go to bed pretty early, so <laughs> the chances of that happening are pretty slim. But, yeah, no, great great for the team and also just cool for him that his career didn't end on the hardwood in Lawrence, Kansas and conceivably will have a lot more to it. Yeah, it's not going to be quite the same. Um, I think that trio of X, JHS, and TJD would have been a lot of fun to, to watch go to work in the Big Ten. Uh, and now you're going to have the trio of X, Trey Gallo, Gabe Cups maybe, and Kalel Ware, which sure. on its own could be very exciting. But mm-hmm. it, it's not quite the same, I think, for Indiana fans. No, um, no. And maybe I'm just saying that now because we haven't seen you know Kalel Ware play at all. But um, it doesn't really feel quite the same. But it, it, it's a huge addition to get Xavier Johnson back because he's obviously he's going to be a six-year he is the veteran leader of this team, and you've got someone who can really kind of uh, guide the program um, into the post-TJD years. Absolutely. How about the women's basketball uh, transfer portal? How, <laughs> yeah. Any any big additions on the women's well, side? So have you guys done a podcast since Kalel Ware? No, we haven't. So, we This is our first podcast since the season ended. This is episode nine uh, of the Five Banner Manager podcast. Great. We have not done one in, in, in do, a bit. Do you no, guys want to just, like, recap what all – because nothing's no, really course. happened for the men's team since we last did one. So I don't know if you guys want to run through – or, pardon me, with the women's team since we've done one. So I don't know if you guys want to run through all the changes that have happened. We talked with Will about – yeah, I don't know if that did. podcast ever saw the light of day, but we did <laughs> talk. And that was when Peyton Sparks had transferred. It, yes, I think you're right. That was Because yes. that was shortly after the season ended, and we did do a little bit of – Yeah. I think everything that's, like, happened since – for both teams have just been like swings and misses in the transfer portal. Yeah. Well, the the thing with women's basketball, and this is kind of in general as much as it is an Indiana problem, you know, every time Indiana contacts anyone in the transfer portal on the men's side, like there's 30 accounts that are reporting it, and you don't have quite that level of um, reporter engagement on the women's side, which is obviously a problem that should be – people are starting to kind of do more, but – um. I mean, the, the, the biggest news from the women's basketball uh, side for Indiana was uh, broken by Buffaloes. Yep. So Local wing place uh, here in Bloomington, for those unaware. Uh, it is a restaurant. Very good. Broke the news. Oh, yeah. Best wings in town. Um, oh. 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 Was that a hot take? Evan. I don't think that's a hot take. I, 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 if I'm getting wings, I tend to go to Wings Extreme. That's that you're getting more for your money, no question yeah. with Wings Extreme. But if if you're talking I also just think pure quality, I'm sauce wise, I think there's more sauce, and it always feels like I get a little bit of some dry wings 
uh, when I go to Buffalo's when I don't want my wings to be dry. You often. you want your wings to be right. You want them to be correct. And you're you have extreme. You go to wings extreme. So <laughs> where are you going? I can tell where he's going. Here. You could say you're a right wing extremist. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys more uh, more more flats or drums? Drums all day. Really? Wow, that was Flatty. such confidence. Yeah, yeah. Flats. I'm going flats. Really I think you need flats both. Like but the true like literal wing. Is that drums well, got the most meat. They're both part of the wing. Exactly. Easier so, to dip to yeah. a drumstick. Drumstick wing or drumstick flat. I'm sorry. What do you think the drumstick is? Is it not? The drumstick is this part of Drumstick's the Drumstick's like their leg. Yeah, it's like their yeah. leg and their thigh. But so yeah. a chicken leg, right, yes, is the thigh, and then it connects to the... There's also two parts of the wing, including... The, the flat dr- and the drum. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think drumstick might be you different get, than drum. Get, oh, okay. That's, I, don't, I don't need a lot of you wings. You can get full wings where it is like... if you uh, Not every place offers this, but there are like wing places. Do I have permission where... to look at my phone to find out what... Oh, <laughs> what are you asking? Yeah. Also, also, while we figure this out, I just want to say uh, boneless chicken wings do not exist. We're Those not are called figuring chicken this out. Uh, nuggets. Oh, and, and chicken nuggets are great. They yeah. are great. I'm just saying don't call them boneless wings. That's also fair. But no. The... Fair, but like if... Like, okay, then I don't... Order wings. I order chicken nuggets because it. I don't want to. I don't want to work for my food. I'm. Oh, do you? Are you a? You're. Uh, I guess I should have asked that first. Boneless or bone in? Oh, boneless. Really? Okay. It's so much easier. It's. It's not worth the struggle and like the mess of trying to eat off no, a bone. I'm, I'm with you. Sometimes I'll go boneless, but like it's normally part of the journey. Though. Yeah, part of the experience. Yeah, exactly. You want to like, be messy and yes, like, yes. Everywhere. Thank you, press. It's called I traditional. Don't. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a caveman. <laughs> like. <laughs> No, but so the wing, I, you just looked this up. Let me double check. The wing is you can get full wings where before they are separated, the drumstick is still connected. The yeah. drumette, to be clear, the drumette. The, the drumstick drum is the like drum. the leg muscle. Okay, okay. Well, every wing place on the planet calls them. Well, yeah, drums, but to be clear, like, the, it's a drum. I just want the listener at home to not okay. think that we're talking about like the big, big drumstick. No, it's just a no, drumette. Yes, the drumette is connected to the flat, and that's the whole it's wing. It's the closest to the breast. Yes. Yes. And the flat or wingette is sort of the middle part, and then you have the tip, which is the yeah, wing tip. The little, yeah. Yeah. All cartilage Uh Between those two, I'd still probably say drum. Yep. We have breaking news. Our our grade was submitted. <laughs> wait, what's grade? Oh, is this like, your presentation grade? The presen- oh, oh, yeah. hey, wait. Oh, did you get a better grade oh, than okay, me? Okay, okay. Folks, uh, this, is, this is big news. Uh, Will and Matt uh, are in a Seabre. water in the Midwest class. Uh, well, Seabree, obviously. Of course, he's the one at the water class. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and everyone knows that. Sea breeze. <laughs> um, and uh, they did a presentation today. So uh, I've I've only heard rumors. Obviously, I'm not in the class. Um, the but there, there were reports uh, from sources going around that the presentation went well. And I guess their grade has just been entered. Uh, would you fellas like to break the news yourselves? So we both got – did we get the same exact comment? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you are in a group together. Well, but I don't – yeah, but some you've never been a, you've others. never been in a presentation where you all get separate grades. Exactly. Well, um, <laughs> that was really rude by me. I do kind of apologize for that one. Um, so yeah, we gave this presentation like less than an hour ago, and we both got an eighty-seven on it. Uh, there were a lot of ums. Is one of the complaints, uh, which you guys, as people currently listening to us talk, can probably attest to. So walk me through it. How do you feel about this performance out there? 
I mean, uh, I don't know how uh, you feel about an 87, fine. but an 87 is not bad. Like, I will roll with an 87 all day. Um, I'm going to pass the class. That's really That's all, all I, you needed. That's this all point. I needed yeah. at this point. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to kill it. Also, going B back to bowling, shout out Robbie for passing the class despite missing Dude, nearly all of it. That is insane. So, so to, yes. We're going to rat out the. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> the AI right now. The AI who legitimately could be between 20 and 35. We have no idea. We have no idea because I think we all thought he was like probably. I would have guessed maybe he was either like a senior or like a first year in grad school. Mm-hmm. And then about midway through the semester, we got an announcement saying, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it to class today. Uh, my wife is sick. So so that really. But like that doesn't. It doesn't change. Like he could be, still be twenty and be married. But he could also be thirty three, and I'd buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I yeah. have. I have Wait. no idea. This is, it's it's oh. yeah. Like he freshman. It's, no, no, no. This isn't Robbie, our teammate. This is the AI. Yeah. His name's Caleb. Oh. He's chill. We're really um, gonna call him. We are. We are really calling him. He did misguided grade practices. Caleb, loving husband of Jessica. <laughs> We don't know what his wife's name is. I really hope it's not Jessica. Yeah, if it is Jessica, (laughs) we didn't know that, Caleb. Please don't come for us. Um, (laughs) Well, Caleb, obviously a loyal listener of the Five Bigger Better podcast. Um, Yeah, that was. uh, Do we have any more to say about wings? (laughs) Uh, I think that I think I'm always I'm always going to be one who plays devil's advocate um, or can play both sides when it comes to food stuff because generally speaking, I don't like to see any food put down. I like literally every single food. My only comment is like to Evan's point, it can be a very tough uphill battle eating bone-in wings, depending on the situation. And sometimes I care more about the part that actually ends up in my mouth getting chewed and swallowed. And I think, but at the same time, I think like the quintessential wing experience is probably one that involves a bone. But ultimately, you're not going to catch me, um, you know, throwing shade on anyone for partaking in their personal, maximally enjoyable wing consumption experience. That was the most Bradley response. Yeah. <laughs> So transfer news. <laughs> so in the on the women's side, transfer news. Um, obviously, they haven't brought anyone new in yet uh, that's been announced. But um, oh, did you see? So I don't know how like verifiable these reports were because the big target they were going after was Lexi Donarski. She was like Iowa State transfer, uh, Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year. She ultimately committed to North Carolina. Apparently, there was something like IU wouldn't take her transfer credits or something I saw which that was too. like a big which, reason why hey as the person uh here qualified to talk about this um i use really bad about taking transfer credits fun fact uh it's part of the reason i'm still here at the school um iu does not madison is 12th year here by the way <laughs> not quite but um close enough close enough uh it's yeah i use like it, it the percentage of Classes and credits that transfer over to IU uh, is not as high as you would see at other schools, for example. And even when they do transfer over, they are often uh, like, for example, I took a three or two hundred level math class at my previous school. I don't know why I'm not naming it Loyal Chicago. Um, and go like blurs. it, it go blurs, um, and it transferred over as like a zero nine eight class credit. It was bizarre. Yeah. Um, so I'm. I don't know if that's true, if that's the reason, if that was a factor at all. But uh, from my perspective, I would not be shocked if that were true because I use transfer. Shout out credits. Chloe Ware and Peyton Sparks for apparently having transferable credits. Yeah, no kidding. 
Um, Shout yeah. out Indiana University administration for possibly looking the other way on transferring <laughs> credits for high profile athletes. I mean, they're they're both also like pretty young. Yeah. Know, maybe they maybe they're gonna stick around for a bit, I don't, or yeah. like for an extra year, or just get you know get their degrees. I don't know. Sure, definitely a possibility. Yeah. Oh wow, Brandon Newman and. Christian Lander are teaming up at Western Kentucky. Brandon Newman's going to Western Kentucky? I think this is Brandon Newman. Purdue's Brandon uh, yep. Newman? Ball is life underscore 219. 219, yeah. Region, baby. Let's go. Yep. Um, there's often people tweet out, like, who is the best high school basketball player you ever saw. I was not, like, super into high school basketball. Brandon Newman would be the answer for me. Um, I He played at Valbo High School, which is next to my high school, uh, kind of our rivals. I remember playing or watching him play in sectionals my junior year. And he dunked on uh, Brandon English so hard. First and last name for Brandon. Um, yeah, really? Dunked on him so hard that he actually missed the dunk, and the ball bounced off the rim uh, over half court uh, for a back or over and back violation. <laughs> um, Surely that's a, just a rebound. Well, I think I think well I think like Valpo got it. I don't know, remember, but unimportant. Um, unimportant. Yeah, so that was um, funny. Uh, he also just fully dunked on him later in the game. Sure. Um, yeah. 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 Was what is Valpo High School's mascot? The Vikings. Okay, they didn't roll with Crusaders or Beacons. No, because they're not the college; they're the high school. Yeah. Speaking I mean, Cathedral in Indianapolis is just—I mean—they just stole Notre Dame's whole everything, all their logos, all their color palettes, and just roll with it. Um, so, like, it happened. I guess it does. Speaking of, I think it would be weird to do in the same town though, because if you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm a Beacon," that's fair. Everyone from Cathedral goes to Notre Dame too. I don't know why I'm giving Cathedral all this pub. We can go ask someone else in the newsroom about Cathedral if we really wanted. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, speaking of the Beacons, uh, AJ Moye, former IU basketball guard from 0304, is an assistant coach there now. On what a, the new coaching. I staff. see we've got IU news on this podcast. Two. That's that's two now. Yeah. Xavier Johnson and AJ Moyer. Um, yeah. Back to the transfer thing about women's. Uh, the only news is that's like confirmed is Caitlin Peterson has now officially. Uh, or Caitlin Peterson had already <laughs> transferred to UCF. Sorry. Uh, Keandra Brown. Um, entered the portal a month ago now, but uh, just commit to Duquesne. So. She'll be there. Trivia uh, without looking. Spell Duquesne. No. Um, oh wait. <laughs> Someone. D U Q U E. Because it's Duquesne. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Always said Duquesne. Yeah. Duquesne. Yeah. Uh, so I have I have a question for any of the payoff pod members. Um, you cre- like opened up a new like be a GM mode on women's college basketball 2023. Um, <laughs> sure. You're given the current Indiana women's basketball roster. The transfer portal is there. Who are you going after? What do you think IU needs to add uh, for next season? Oh, good question. Are we talking like, was this, are we going backwards in time to like the beginning of the transfer portal? You're just no, saying right, like right now. now. You yeah, take over right, right now. now. Because yeah. I don't care if you want to add um, someone who is already at another school. I want you to add someone to like currently to the new roster. I mean, I, I'll I'll go unless okay. Um, I I do not know. Like, I I'm not going to be able to name names of like who's in the portal that they should target. I don't. I'm not qualified to do that. Um, but what they need. I mean, the biggest thing is obviously Grace Berger. But you're not going to find someone. Grace Berger is not in the transfer portal. Correct, unfortunately, correct. You can't find someone who can just replace Grace Berger. That's not. You're not going to find that in the portal. I think their hope has to be like. 
find someone what made IU so effective last year was the 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 system the chemistry it, it worked um, and a lot of that was Grace Berger so I think the biggest thing is just finding someone who fits in the system um, for whatever system that is you obviously don't want someone who's going to dominate the ball because you have Mackenzie Holmes and you've got all those great shooters around her. You probably want someone who's more of a facilitator if they're looking to add someone as a starter. I don't know if that's what they're trying to do. They could be planning on moving, uh, like, Scalia into the starting lineup. Um, I do, she, Yeah. Oh, well, I was just going to say, like, a strong ball handler in general, too, mm. I think is, like, a big part of that because Grace Berger was, you know, really reliable with the basketball. And obviously, Chloe Moore McNeil showed, like, she doesn't turn the ball over that much. <laughs> and she gives the ball to her teammates to score a lot more than she does turn the ball over. But uh, just for insurance, you know. Because other than that, uh, I mean, Garden Garzone showed she can handle the ball. Uh, there were a little bit of growing pains there. Sarah Scalia is just kind of, like, off the ball. I consider her shooter, so. Would, I'll ask you this matt press um would you want to see them add like another like four or five that can kind of um either play alongside lily meister or give her or max some rest um at different points of the game like do you think they need someone else a bigger bigger body down low yeah i think kind of been talking about shooting and facilitating more but i think that's also a little bit of a need and they didn't address that too much with the incoming freshmen because it's Lene beaumont blanking on the it's, uh, it's another touch. It's, t- 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 it's uh, Jules Lemondola. Thank you. Yes, Jules Lemondola. Um, Texas are both uh, on the smaller side and more facilitating options. So I think that was a good point and something they should address in the portal. Because I'm excited about Meister. She flashed a lot in pretty limited minutes. But aside from her and Mac, they're pretty thin at the four and five. So definitely some insurance in the coming weeks would be good. Yeah, I think I think Meister's going to be good. Um, really feels like she's setting up well to take over Mac's role when Mac leaves next year. Um, I also think Lexis Bargesser is going to be good. I, she reminds me a lot of Nicole Kanani Hillary in the the limited minutes that I've seen her. Uh, the kind of pesky low defender um, who may not be like your top scoring threat, but uh, can definitely score when needed and is going to be um, a big help on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and you're ho- obviously you're hoping both of those players take a big step forward. That's one thing that we haven't really seen out of the women's team the last couple of years is, like, freshmen taking a big step forward in the second year. Um, Mona Zarich, gone. Um, R.L. Wisney hasn't really yeah. picked up any playing time. Chloe Moore McNeil would be the exception. Yes, that. she would be. Um, and I, obviously the stars, Grace Mack, well, Allie Papperg was never a freshman. She came into college as a senior. But they, they've always been starters from day one, <laughs> yes. as your point yeah. stands. And yeah. Yarden as well. Like, yes. Of course, you want Yarden to take a step forward, but it's a lot different to, like, for Yarden to take a step forward versus Lily Meister or Alexis Bargesser or um, Sanvik to take, mm. take a step that forward. That Chloe Moore-McNeil-esque step forward, yes. where you, you go from, like, fringe player who is there in garbage time to, no, you're in the rotation, you're a contributor. Mm-hmm. How many scholarship spots do they have left? Two. Four. Oh, wow. Yep. No, it's four. They have so four. Do men's have four as well, I believe. I don't I don't know if that includes so Xavier Johnson. I, not, while you do, do that math real quick, I'll like explain the, the women's. So they went into last season. I explained this on the last podcast. But they went into last season with one open roster spot. And then, uh, obviously, <clears throat> Caitlin Peterson left. That made two. And then... Uh, 
obviously Gary and uh, Berger graduated. That went up to four. Then uh, Zarich and Keandra Brown entered the portal. That went up to six. They brought in Lam- uh, the freshman, Lene Belmont, and Jules Limdola. That's back to four. So there's the math on that. Well done. Mm-hmm. We can flip the question to you guys. Um, what do you think IU men need from the transfer portal? I feel like a wing is really the big a wing, a yeah. combined 15 years of experience <laughs> at the 3, 4, and they, 5. There also is not Trace Jackson Davis in the portal. No. Um, I guess Hunter Dickinson's still in the portal. Right. He's not Trace Jackson Davis. but no, like, he, he sure is tall. He is, yeah. He's taller um, than Trace and, and, you know, that's what I've been saying they needed after their last traditions is another 7-foot center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is kind of a thing where, like, you know, to borrow the quote from Moneyball, you can't just replace the guy with another guy. It does feel like if you're trying to replace the production of a Trace Jackson Davis, you got to kind of have to cobble some things together. And maybe that's like a one-two of Kalel Ware and Peyton Sparks. And Malik Renew. And Malik and who should, if he takes a step forward and keeps tracking the way he was near the end of the year, could genuinely be a star. Um, but, yeah, it's there's probably nothing that they can do short of, like, you know, maybe they evaluated a freshman that everyone else missed on who's actually, like, the number one guy. They're, it, they seem almost destined to take a step back from just, like, a raw talent and experience standpoint. But maybe it meshes better. Maybe uh, Woodson establishes a different style of play that's a little bit more uh, shooter, ball movement friendly, uh, and maybe things click. But, but, yeah, I think to your point, it's we already knew the backcourt needed some help. Getting back Xavier helps. Um but then, yeah, how are you replacing those bodies down low with three very tall men leaving? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And seemed, sorry. Go I was just going to say, uh, you need, a, like, a knockdown three-point shooter like you had with Miller Cop. Um, I honestly don't even know on the roster right now who would start at the three um, because as stands. Open the bank. Bank is open. Are you talking about Caleb Banks? Correct. As, as a three-point shooter? <laughs> As he, like, he, he would probably start at the three. I think Am he would I put CJ Gunn there before. Like that—that's the thing. They they like the, <laughs> the men's team clearly still clear very clearly needs help in the portal, and there's plenty of options left. I know everyone's upset that they've they've missed with a lot of guys now. Um, Dalton Necht, Ludlum, uh, Caleb Love, um, Shedrick from Virginia. Guys who were like, oh, they're those are like done deals to Indiana who went somewhere else. Um, and there's probably still going to be guys entering the portal. There, there still are guys almost every day, but you need someone you can really rely on as like an experienced three-point shooter, um, which may be a guy from the low, lower levels of D1 or D2 yeah. or JUCO or something. Um, but I mean, right now, X is the one, Galloway is the two. Um, I think you'd have to bring in someone really good to knock Galloway out of that spot. I feel like we don't give him credit as – like as talented of a player he is, and he had a little bit of scoring issues at the end of the season. Um, but, and, and he, everyone's like, oh, he's, he's great off the bench. But I think at this point, you know, he'll be a, he'll be a senior. Yeah. And the, like, someone's got to beat him, like beat him out for that position for him to lose a starting job. And I don't really see that happening unless like yeah. another Caleb Love type guy ends up coming to Indiana. But that three spot is kind of the biggest hole in the roster right now. Yeah. I do agree with you on Galloway. Even if you brought in a guy who maybe could like, have a substantially better scoring total. Like, I think this year uh, Galloway averaged something in the neighborhood of seven, eight points a game. Probably roughly It was single there. digits. Um, I think even if you brought in a guy who's getting you, like, 12 or 13, I think you would notice, 
like I know Matt Seabree's least favorite stat in plus is plus minus. But my point is I think the team's plus minus would go down substantially even if you had a guy who was contributing more points than Galloway. Just because there are defensive gaps there, just the ball handling and movement. Galloway's probably locked in there at this point, as you know, he probably should be. Six point seven per uh was Galloway. Yeah, that's, that's and not he bad was like for... wasn't he like fifty percent from three? Well, it was like I mean, he was probably the, the fifth scoring option on the team, yeah. on the uh, out of the starters. Like, yeah. he's not your main scorer. No, he's not your main three point taker. That's Miller Cop. Um, you're not going anymore. To, well, <laughs> that, yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> I mean, Race averaged two more points than him. Yeah, I mean, and Race wasn't as good on defense, right? Like, that's that's where that difference is kind of made up. So. Yeah, it'll it'll be very interesting to see. I mean, we're it, we're in such early goings that like, and this simply this is definitely if not a rebuild, a bit of a reload. So it's the version that we see come out on the court against, you know, Western Illinois Baptist College or whatever in late October <laughs> will probably not be the exact the, whatever, the exact same <laughs> the exact same approach that we see come Big Ten play. Um, Apologies to Southern Illinois, real quick. I do know Southern Illinois is Southern. Illinois and Carbondale, right? There's two. Edwardsville and Carbondale. Which one's the Salukis? Uh, Carbondale. Okay, okay. So, yes. Apologies to both uh, the Salukis and uh, Southwestern Illinois Baptist College. I can't you said. <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say, I can't believe you guys. Uh, I'm not even the men's reporter. And I, I have to break, like, the biggest piece of news that we haven't addressed yet. Nate Chili to Indiana Wesleyan? <laughs> Come on. Oh. I, I think I sent this to maybe Matt and Bradley. Um, I got an email from Indiana Wesleyan that was like, "Come join our our school," and I was like, "Oh, should I should I transfer and continue to report on Chile?" Are you guys getting like grad school emails? I'm getting emails that's like, now that you've registered for fall 2023 at Indiana, I'm like, I did not. I just didn't know if like grad schools were emailing you. Yeah, guys. I've got a few like Newark ones. I'm Wake Forest. Yeah. They're, they're not emailing me, <laughs> which I don't know what that says. Well, they're assuming but... you've already gone through grad school. Okay, now. Okay, now. Um, yeah, what? I mean, yeah, you might be getting some from, like, a pottery class. My birthday's actually, like, a week from today, which is terrifying. Exciting. Um, <clears throat> exciting we'll, we'll redo this pod next week just to sing happy birthday to Just Matt. for the big 7-2. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, um, do you have... Like something about IU basketball you want to say, or can I ask? Oh, a well, well, I was also good. okay. We, yeah, we yeah. also didn't talk about the fact that Grace Berger got drafted the Indiana Fever. Oh, we haven't. Yeah, <laughs> right. We've we've alluded that, to it again, like kind of big. As, but... as Matt mentioned with Xavier Johnson, like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that Xavier Johnson's back. You probably know that Grace Berger is has been drafted by the Fever. If, yeah. if you're on, it's this true. Podcast. But like we can give our insights. Like, hey, that's pretty cool. Good insight. Yeah. Pretty cool. This is the in-depth reporting that the IDS wins awards for. This is why the payoff podcast that, is award winning. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you want if you want the most IU uh like possible connections, um, ignoring the fact that, you know, the she got drafted by a team that's an hour away. Uh Lynn Dunn, obviously the connection with Terry Morin at Purdue, um, is now the GM at the Fever. So yeah, uh this is obviously second year in a row that uh IU player has been drafted. First time that's ever happened. Drafted by the Fever specifically. Yes, two straight draft picks by the Fever. Um, I, I would imagine will be three in a row next year. I mean, that depends 
three in a row that get drafted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not by the Fever. Yeah. But. Um, obviously, the connection with the Fever, though, is present. I imagine with IU's new kind of prominence on a national stage, uh, we could see a fair few more. Players not only get drafted, as you mentioned, Mackenzie Holmes likely going to be drafted next year. Um, I could see, like, in two years, Sydney Parrish being like a... Sydney Parrish could also be... The, the thing with Mackenzie Holmes is, like, she's obviously phenomenal at the college level, but the there is a bit of a size increase at the uh, pro level. There's just bigger centers more consistently. Um so it'll be, I don't think she'll struggle. I think she'll still get drafted and make a team and have an impact. But I, I, I'm i curious to see, obviously this is, we're talking like over 12 months from now, um, just kind of how Mackenzie Holmes looks at a WNBA level. And obviously she still has a whole year of college where, uh, who knows, maybe she'll become a sniper from three-point range. Uh, she has before. She's shown flashes of it. So, you know, it, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Um so yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't really know anything else to say about Grace Berger. Uh, uh, the other, another big piece of news in women's basketball in terms of players leaving their schools, going to different careers. Um, people might know the Cavender twins um, okay. of Miami, and I only bring them up because their post grad uh, career is going to involve uh, a deal with World Wrestling Entertainment. We're yet to see how that pans out. But I just, as we were talking about this... The WWE, by the way. I, I <laughs> Yeah, WWE. So Macho Man Randy Savage, Sheamus, Rey Mysterio. You, you know you know the, the, the hunks. Name a, um, name a wrestler who is, like, has been around in the last 10 years. Uh, uh, John Cena? No, he does Honda commercials. Um, but anyway, I was just thinking, like, the big, like, eyebrow raise with the Cavender Twins is, like, they don't necessarily match the much more, like rugged, like, square-shouldered body type typical to even, like, WWE divas. That is the that is the technical term for the women wrestlers. I'm not being gross. Um, that being said, Grace Berger in a WWE ring, holy hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just, like, throwing cats across the <laughs> ring. I would – I'd be a huge fan of what that. What about Grace Berger against the Cavender twi- Like, dude, just double clothesline? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, uh but yeah, that's all I really wanted to contribute there. Thank you, Bradley. I'm just saying, if the I WNBA for some reason that. doesn't work out, I'm sure it will. I have nothing but faith. It if it doesn't, though, off topic. Got some ideas. Yeah, that looks like he's scheming. Yeah, yes. Go ahead. Oh, so uh, as this is a basketball pod, two basketball podcasts. Um, it, it is two basketball podcasts. I, I figured I'd ask you guys about the biggest basketball going on right now. The, oh. the <laughs> uh, Bradley might not enjoy this one, I'll be honest, considering his two favorite teams are, uh, well, we'll get to that. Um, the NBA playoffs are obviously going on. Only one, or I guess now two series have been decided. Um, obviously, uh, what? one, uh, last night, yeah, two? last night, Nuggets beat the Wolves. Oh, Nuggets yeah, beat the Wolves. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I, that's why I messed up. Um, Who's the other one? Originally. Sixers swept oh, the Nets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, that was an irrelevant. Yeah, that was that was over so quick. Um, I'm pretty sure that one was over before some of the series had got to like three games yeah. played. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously Nuggets beat the Nets though, or Nuggets beat the Wolves yesterday to finish out that series after they should have won in Minnesota, but decided to choke it away. Um, so I don't know any thoughts about the NBA playoffs, Bradley? You are a fan of both the Cavaliers and the Bucks. Um, yeah, so it's a little tough. I was really excited going into this first round because 
Cleveland Cavaliers in the playoffs for the first time without LeBron James since 1998. A very, admittedly not a very deep team, but a great starting five. I love seeing the Cavs good. Uh, great for that Cleveland economy, which otherwise I think just coughs, sputters, and nearly dies on a daily basis. Um, <clears throat> so I was really excited about this. I thought they were a pretty solid matchup for the Knicks, even though, you know, they've got a good coach and a lot of playoff experience between them, or, you know, more playoff experience. Um, and so to see the Cavs lose pretty convincingly in some of these games and to not be able to go 2-0 at home, uh, demoralizing. But that being said, I'm like, that's not totally out of the realm of possibility because, like, very young team. It's kind of playing with house money at this point. What I thought I could bank on was the number one seeded Milwaukee Bucks taking care of a pretty inconsistent Miami Heat team. And instead, Giannis Antetokounmpo fell like nine feet onto the small of his back in game one, missed the next couple. Bucks went down 2 1. And then Giannis came back, was looking pretty dominant. And then basically 13 of the Bucks' 15 man rotation just didn't play. And the Hawks. Or the Heat went up three one. Well, also, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler scored. Oh yeah, himself. Jimmy buckets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like no, absolute masterclass. Uh, but yeah, the two teams that I had hitched most of my interest on. But uh, I still get to watch one more game, uh, and I don't know. Matt might also take joy in this, but the Hawks uh, beat the Celtics last night mm-hmm. on a pretty nice, not buzzer beater, but ice. Very, that, very, that was ice train. Yeah, yeah. Knicks fan. Oh, I took oh, very really? little joy in the Hawks winning because they broke my heart. Oh, I didn't know that two years ago. Um, sure. So as, as then even better on the other side of the the Knicks yeah. Cavs. Uh, Bias aside, I mean, yeah, team of destiny. You gotta think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did, I did see. I saw odds where they were like the number two team yeah. to come out of the East right I, now. Like they make it past the Cavs. You gotta think they make a finals run. Like pieces are in place. <laughs> Randall, you got to Brunson. Brunson was the missing piece that the Knicks have needed for so long. He'll attract stars for the future. Perennial contender, maybe? I don't know. This, is the, most Knicks, this is the most yeah. Knicks take I've ever heard. <laughs> they win three games in the first round. Perennial contender. They're there. They're already there. I would like to declare the Bucks will come back. It's happening. I think it, I genuinely think it could happen. I, 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 I really, unlikely, but I really like, do. Let's be real. With Giannis and the Bucks playing at their best... Against the Heat, like I could take them winning three straight. The fact that they, though, the, the Jimmy Butler of it all frightens me. Can they beat me. Himmy? <laughs> they, that's the thing. Jimmy Butler is kind of a psychopath. Like I don't think he gets tired. I don't think he experiences remorse. I think he just like he just plays basketball until like enough whistles tell him he to is, stop. He is one of the most basketball players to ever step on a court. It is so wild that like. If you ask me to like rattle off who I think like the top five, ten players, I'm not sure Jimmy cracks that list. But when it comes down to it, like I find it so hard to ever bet against him. And he's so full of confidence. Have you ever seen the video where someone asks Jimmy Butler, like, who on your team do you think could crack it in the NFL? And he's like, he has like this childish grin and he's like, Oh me, me for sure. Like I've <laughs> yes. got the speed, I've got the hands, and like I think a lot of people who aren't haters, which everyone on this team is, but if you ask them, I think they would agree. Then it smash cuts to them asking Kevin Durant the same question, and Kevin Durant just goes, Well, yeah, but he's an idiot. <laughs> like Jimmy's an idiot. But he has such an unbridled self-confidence that makes him so scary. Um Yeah, no, that was that was a lot of comprehensive coverage of that. I Jimmy Butler is, I mean, he is one of the most fun guys to just watch play basketball um, yeah. because, you, as you said, he just doesn't get tired. Chicago Bulls legend, Jimmy Butler. Sure. Um, t- as We've already talked about the Timberwolves, too. Uh, and the Sixers. 
And Fun fact, sisters, I yeah. used to have a Kevin Love Timberwolves jersey. I just thought everyone should Yo, know that. Yo, that's awesome. That is pretty sick. Timberwolves, um, ride or die. Shout out Ant. Great playoff performance. Yeah, dude, Ant, I... He's the he future. Is, he's the future, but they can't do anything around him. They're, they're, they're in cap space hell. They've got to pay Ant a million dollars. The Rudy Gobert trade was probably the worst trade, like, ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is, like... It was really bad. Well, there um, was that time that the Pacers traded a pick so that they could draft George Hill instead of Kawhi Leonard. That was also a pretty bad trade. Yeah, man, that was <laughs> But hey, 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 George Hill and, uh, and Kawhi right now are just, <laughs> as, equally useful. Yeah, just <laughs> as useful as each other on a basketball court. Um, uh, just, I mean, speaking of other series. Uh, light the beam. Light the beam. Okay, that's, if that's yeah. Uh, Grizzlies, Grizzlies. I wanted to talk about that one next, but uh, Sacramento, Golden State, obviously tied two-two. I think everyone going into that saw that as like a series that could go the length, the mm-hmm. distance of seven-seven. I think that's been the best series so far. Yeah, it's every single one of those games has been a heater. Um, obviously, I don't think it's any surprise, but home teams won every game uh, because Golden State does not lose uh, in at home and does uh, not Sac- win on the road. Yeah, and they don't win on the road. And Sacramento has the beam. And you can't beat. Them. I also think if you root for the Warriors, you're a child. Grow up. So so true. Well, I'm I'm on your side on this. Thank you. Like, come on. Yeah. Sacramento hasn't done anything like good ever. ever. <laughs> they're no, yeah, uh, yeah. They're the height of their um, franchise. Is... I also don't believe there. Are, sorry, I don't believe there are Warriors fans who were fans before they started winning. Like that is you like. One, you're true, but also what a disservice to the we believe Baron Davis Warriors. Um, yeah, but like, they, <laughs> they don't Baron exist, Davis, right? Like, I, I, I'm just convinced that like every Warriors fan just like thought Steph was really cool when he was winning, and they're like, I'm so, a Warriors fan. Counterpoint, and I'm genuinely asking this here, just to kind of be a Dirk, Dirk. Uh, clearly, I wanted to say one word and turn it into another. Um, <laughs> Dirk to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that this is going to happen, but let's say. Kings make a surprise run of the finals this year, oh, okay. and then they start putting together a dynasty. Are there going to be people who are like? I think that it's going to be the same narrative because like yeah. the Kings have yeah. given no reason for anyone to be their fan. No, Horribly absolutely. managed. Vladi Divox just been dragging them through the and, mud. <laughs> and there were no fans before like this season, and now yeah. there there's a bunch of fans. Yeah, and I think, and, but I think hey, that's just honestly, how though, fandom works. This, well, yes, but I even think like. Warriors fans will be like like there is like a diehard fan base in Sacramento already. I don't know if the Warriors really even have that much. I think I actually would almost go a bit opposite. Like the Warriors had a little bit. Sacramento five years ago, they were talking about moving them to Seattle. Like mm, legitimately true. saying, like, oh, we like we're gonna consider it. Um then they obviously built Golden maybe, One Center. Maybe it's just in my head, like, Sacramento is a place and Golden State is not, and that's, like, the difference. Yes, of course, they're, like, an hour away. And, um, they're they like, they're, this dynasty has now been in two different places. Like, yeah. they have moved. I mean, it's just the other side of the bay, but yes. But it's still, like... Yeah. It's still two different places. Yes. Notably two different places. They, they became one of yeah. the... All the 13-year-olds are having to carpool a little bit harder now <laughs> to get to the games. Um. Yeah, no kidding. Um... Yeah, I, I think Sacramento would be really cool to see win that. Sure. I'm all about th- small markets. Yeah, I think everyone's on Sacramento's yeah. side. Um, and, and in five years, when Sacramento has won three of the last five NBA championships, and everyone's like, oh, I've, I'm a Kings fan, I'm going to tell them to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, do you guys think, like, what do, you, what do you guys think of the 
specifically Sabonis. Because, like, people were trying to call him out. But I think it's just, like, Draymond antics, like, what elevating the situation. Like, they're they're calling him, like, a whiner and a flopper Oh, now. yeah. No, I mean, he's going up against Draymond. Who's exactly. True. But he's also an NBA kind of a superstar now, which you're just a whiner. Like, yeah. all, you know, like, I think whether or not it actually happens or whether we just paint the image in our minds, those are the guys who tend to be more vocal because they kind of know that they can get more calls. So, like... Every every time, like, it's almost impossible to transition from, like, kind of, like, the beloved number two option on a kind of crappy team to, like, a full-blown superstar and not get kind of hated. Like, even Giannis gets haters now, even though he's generally seen as pretty wholesome. Um, Chomerant for different reasons. Um, but, like, it is hard to be a superstar and not have haters, even yeah. if you are, like, a completely uninteresting person. That's fair. I agree with that. Um to answer your question, though, Will, I like Sabonis. Uh, oh yeah, as as a oh that's right, he's a former as pacer. a former Kinda pacer. Yeah, um, both teams won that trade. Uh, Halliburton fits the Pacers uh, roster and timeline much better. Sabonis <laughs> fits the Sacramento one much better. Despite what Kings fans say, both teams won that trade. Don't get that. I really don't like Kings fans who say they won that trade. And also, LeBron might make it to the second round. Isn't that interesting? I was gonna. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, Lakers obviously lead that one three one after last night. Um, I don't. It's it's LeBron, Dylan Brooks Dylan is Brooks, Dylan yeah. Brooks. Yeah, anti LeBron. Like he's literally the polar opposite of LeBron. Yeah, and like I'm not the first person to say this uh, by far, but um, it, the there's a natural uh, parallel to be drawn to Lance Stevenson, uh, the Pacer. Uh, Former Pacer, who obviously tried to get into LeBron's head in 2013-2014, a uh, back-to-back series. Um, the difference is Lance would have come out after the two losses and, like, doubled down and said, like, no. I, oh, you dropped 40 on me? Drop 60. Dylan You have to own it yes, to be exactly. a, like, a likable mm-hmm. pain. Which is why he's the most hateable yeah. guy in the league right yes. now. Yes. You, like, to be a heel... You gotta have like Joel Embiid is the perfect heel because he talks trash and then backs it up or he doesn't back it up, but he still talks trash and he still stays true to it. Uh, yeah, as you guys said, Dylan Brooks just. I would I would even give like Draymond credit for that. Yeah, like, Draymond yeah. does not back down ever. No, he'll stomp on a guy. He doesn't care. He'll sit on a guy. He'll oh, kick yeah. him in the nuts. <laughs> Dylan Brooks will do that too, though. <laughs> he'll, yeah, that's, he'll punch the guy in the nuts. Uh, Finals predictions, everyone. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, we'll, well, apparently we all have to say the Knicks are going to the finals. Okay. They're a perennial <laughs> contender. Easily. Um, do we, yeah, does anyone have a uh, Gosh, a take the East is really with? bad. Yeah, the East <laughs> is terrible. I'm going to say Suns over Celtics in, like, five. They're really good. You got the Suns making it. They're really good. Okay, okay. I will piggyback off of that and say I have the Celtics over the Suns in six. Because my faith in the Suns staying healthy that long is pretty limited. And I think especially if, if the Bucks don't make it out of round one, I don't know if I see a team complete enough to take down the Celtics. I, w- I will say if the Bucks actually come back from 3-1, they're going to win. You think they'll beat the Celtics and then win it all? Yeah, Giannis is okay. just going to okay. Like, okay. if they come back from 3-1, they're... Okay, yeah. I like it. Okay. I like it. Um, well, I got to own it now that I see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, can't, I can't, can't switch up now, so... 
I, I was also going to say Suns. I'll say Suns over Knicks. Aww. Uh, <laughs> this isn't our year to win, maybe, next year. Oh, okay. years, Knicks are, years Knicks are pushing them to seven, oh, though, yeah, right? You know you yeah, got yeah. seven down because the pipeline. Is it when R.J. Barrett takes the next step? After like we're still waiting. We're still waiting. <laughs> after like five years, he'll take the sixth year jump. Yeah, um, yeah. The classic sixth um, year jump. I'll say Suns over Knicks in six. I'll be different just for fun. I'm gonna say uh, Nuggets over Sixers. That's oh, cool. Okay. MVP, MVP candidates. Yeah, yeah, that would be a real fun series. I would like um, that. I don't like. Neither of those teams winning makes my skin crawl. I don't think it would be like a great series, but I think it would be like just bad enough that it's enjoyable. Like, I think the, the way that, like, a, not all the series, there's been a, a couple of good series, but a lot of the series so far have been, like, this has just kind of sucked, but it's fun. Yeah. I, I think, think the trash be, talk would make that really yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Yeah, Philly versus the Jokic brothers, like, the ones who are in the stands <laughs> all the time. Yes, please. Um, I'm I'm going to stick with, do we all have the West winning? You The three you took songs? Yeah, yeah, I had Celtics. Celtics. Oh, you took Celtics. Okay. I had Celtics, yeah. Um, I am going to stick with the West winning, even if we're not all across the board. I am saying Nuggets as well. Uh, love the Nuggets. Love Jokic. Um, I think I think I got to say Celtics will be the team from the East to make it. Uh, I just, the way the East has started out has been real, real dicey. Uh, we'll see if even the Celtics can pull that out. Um, who knows? Maybe the Cavs come back. From down three one. If the Cavs win a finals this year, <laughs> I will find a job in Cleveland. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't mean if I hate it. I will be a hot dog cart vendor. Okay. I will work for the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> I will work in Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And every day I will like be on the corner reading from like the game program as if it were a Bible, chanting the accolades of Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Jared Allen. Jetty Osman, mostly Jetty Osman, um, but I would be a very, very happy boy. Um, uh, and and Victor Wembanyama will be drafted number one overall by the, the Chicago Indiana Bulls. Pacers, Detroit Pistons. <laughs> that one's actually legit. Yeah. Uh, uh, on that note, yeah, that'll that'll wrap it up. Um, <laughs> this has been the Five Band Banter Payoff Pod collab. Uh, it's been a great time. I have been the host, Evan Gerke, joined with Will, or Will, Matt, Matt, and Bradley. Uh, you Will, Matt, guess... Matt, and Bradley what? What? Will, Matt, Matt, and Bradley. So, like, the word Will can be, like, a verb, like a linking verb, like Will, Matt, Matt, and Bradley. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, we need to end it. We've gone, <laughs> yeah. we've arguably gone 49 minutes too long. <laughs> Probably. Um, it has been a pleasure to, to do a little, little crossover with you guys. Um, I hope it wasn't too confusing for the public. Um, oh, we, we hope you enjoyed uh, waiting through the wing debate to get to the basketball. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is probably your three's last time. Yeah, this will this is probably this will do it for yeah. uh, us as as podcasters uh, at IU. So thanks for listening all season to both podcasts. Yeah, um, and for I guess the graduating seniors, I'm signing off. Yeah. See. You.